Hello, and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday, we head into the lounge, we shut the door, and we air our grievances with the world. Our problems, our inconveniences, and in the lounge, you can complain about anything you'd like. There are no small problems. They're all big problems. There are no problems that are unrelatable because we can relate to them all. And if you want your problem read on the show, send it in to jtrainpodcast.gmail.com, title it Luxury Lounge, and we'll see if we can get to it because we're getting... So many luxury lounge complaints. It is filling the inbox. I want to thank you for really getting amped up about the lounge. Everywhere I go, I do shows. Oh, the lounge, it saved my life. Oh, you've given me a place, a safe space to air my grievances. Shelby, Shelby's here on the ones and twos. Welcome back, Shelby. Shelby, you've been hearing the feedback on the lounge, right? I mean, I just walk down the street and I hear people talking about it the streets are buzzing you're absolutely they, they right. don't know that it's me and they're like they, they're yeah. sharing theirs with each other and it's nice to hear it's like if really they even nice. hear your voice they're like the luxury yeah oh. listen uh, that that's our unnamed guest yet but they're oh. right that that is that's uh, absolutely correct people are very it, it, people are talking and you know it, it this was created out of necessity if you don't know, during the pandemic, anytime you'd say, well, uh, you know, I don't like this or, you know, oh, there's too much ice in my iced coffee. The people would go, oh, but, 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 there's people dying. And it's like, listen, we got to have problems, too. We got to be able to let these off of our chest. And that's why we're here. So and listen, if you because we're getting so many, your luxury lounge complaint might not get aired. So if you want to guarantee yourself a entrance into the lounge patreon patreon.com slash jared free we do a patreon version of the luxury lounge where it's just you and me and i read through everyone that comments with their luxury lounge issues so patreon.com slash jared free to sign up also i'm in orlando this weekend richmond next weekend um i'm, I'm coming across this great country jaredfree.com 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 for all of my li- live dates very excited shelby a return guest hit the button That's right. Back in, and he never been on the lounge. This is his first time in the lounge, but many time J Train podcast, um, a contributor, hilarious comedian. He has a special that is out on Showtime right now. Tall, dark, and pleasant. Pete Lee, thank you for coming on. J Train, Shelby, it's so great to be here. Uh, you know, actually, you did uh, a very, very, very early version of the Luxury Lounge, and I think I was one of the first people to do it with you. It really? was when you, you was Patreon only, and uh, yes, I, yeah, I remember I discussed Range Rover problems, and yeah. uh, and it was <laughs> it was really fun. And then you, I think you wound up releasing a clip of it on your Instagram after everybody on Patreon had seen it. But uh, mm-hmm. I feel. I, I don't know. I feel really great that I was one of the sort of the beta testers of the luxury lounge. And then this has turned into something. So the luxury lounge started as like, OK, we'll tape a little extra segment at the end of the episode to put on Patreon. Then the pandemic hits. We're not in a, we're not in a um, 
you know, a studio anymore. So I was like, okay, I'll just do my luxury complaint every Wednesday. Then I asked the audience, I go, why don't you guys send me yours and I'll read yours. Kind of like, it was a little bit to take the pressure off of me where mm -hmm. every week I had to come up with this new complaint. So then they started writing in over Patreon and then I was getting like 30 a week. And I was like, I think we got something here. So then, we're, you know, listen, the dating advice questions, I love doing those Mondays, but I was doing a Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and it was like, you know, with you up and with J Train, and then I was doing it again on Friday. So I was like, how do we differentiate? How do we get people excited again? How do we make people laugh? How do we make people love? Let's make the Thursday episode the Luxury Lounge, and that's how we end up here today with you. And But most importantly, Pete Lee, what an achievement. A, an hour comedy special on Showtime. How does that feel to say to yourself? Like that's a, that's a yeah. Look at the audience here at Feather Nation Studios. <laughs> oh, we feel like we're a part of it because you've been a, a part of the J Train podcast for a long time. Yeah, I. It feels so good to have this special, Tall, Dark, and Pleasant on Showtime. Um, it's literally my, uh, it's my best stuff ever. You know, 23 years of doing stand-up comedy, and I was just like, I'm gonna throw it all, all my favorite stuff from 23 years at this special. Like I had been writing it from day one, all the way up to like stuff that I riffed during the special. So. Um, I and, a life, like, a, a product of a life's work. I actually thought about that. You're saying this now, like because you've been in the game. Like you know, as far as like Pete Lee is like you know, I've I've I I remember hearing about you like before I did stand up and like, yeah, because you were like huge at the college scene, like uh -huh. you know, like yeah. And, I've gone through so many different uh, careers within this career, and also. You know the the landscape has changed in stand up, and mm. uh, you know, like uh, how you how you become big, is, you know, has changed, and uh, you know, even even the concept of like like the pathway uh, from start to being big is, you know, it used to be even, like you you had one route, and now you have all these different routes where you could, even the definition of what big means. Like, listen, yes. we know people that like they got one group of people and they're hitting that note for that one group of people and they're they're making a great living a great life and they do what they love to do yeah i mean you and i have both been to comedy clubs where and i don't know these guys i'm not uh but like there's these really good looking twins guys that they're they do stand up and they're instagram people sure. and um and apparently they sell out and they crush and they come in on like a tuesday to the funny bone yeah. and they're like so they've found a path just being you know twins they're just genetic uh <laughs> they're just genetically <laughs> unique and funny and then they uh they made a they made it big on instagram so i don't know like this has been my path has been uh just kind of being around and doing it for 23 years and then um you know i got on jimmy fallon three and a half years ago and that that really like launched this chapter to my career because I, I was sort of I don't know, like I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to say like dead in the water, but, you know, it was like, all right, I'm I'm entering into my 40s and no, you know, I think that I'm doing good work and uh, I, I think that I'm better than I've ever been at this. But I don't know that the industry was really looking for me. And then sure. Fallon, you know, Fallon endorsed me and then I got to, you know, reach more people and then that reached more people in the industry and they kind of went, well, hey, what about Pete? And uh, I was lucky enough that I was at Caroline's in New York uh right before the pandemic and when i say right before mm. the pandemic i mean like february 24th 
<laughs> dude and, I, I yeah i mean like it, it was like coming it felt like a storm that was moving in like a it, like a cloud front yes yeah like a nor'easter moving up mm -hmm. the eastern seaboard where yeah. you're like all right new york is about to get obliterated but we're still partying and i was at caroline's in new york and there uh there was the girl who does pr for showtime um she wound up bringing her boyfriend to to caroline's and she was like, you were so nice to me. And I was like, I'm nice to everybody. It's my <laughs> affliction. And uh, apparently she went back to the offices and she was like, there's a comedian we're not looking at. You got to look at this guy. And so they were kind of gearing up to give me a special, you know, once like when pandemic wasn't really going to be a thing, right? A week sure. beforehand. Uh, everybody had all these plans. The network had a whole slate of shows that they were doing. And uh, so they were like, hey, we're going to give Pete Lee a special. And then the whole pandemic happened a year and a half went by. I thought, all right, well now, you know, I'm really dead in the water because mm. like our industry doesn't exist really. And yeah. th then I get a call in October uh, of last year um, during kind of, it, it was a little bit of a break in COVID before that, that like third wave or whatever it was came. Sure. And, they're like, hey, uh, Showtime wants to give you a special. So you got to go out on the road during a pandemic unvaccinated and get ready for this. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't done stand up in eight months. I, yeah. I got to be funny. So I just I figured it out. And I, I tried to I went I went to a combination of places where it was like there's no covid in Montana. Like there have been no deaths in two weeks. So I went and mm -hmm. I sold out a theater there. And then I'd go to like Florida where there was like all the COVID, you know, like like Southern COVID. Dude, I mean, I, I did shows during it going to places that were like open or open ish. And it was weird because you'd show up to a town like it was the Wild West, like someone would come out to the, you know, the entrance way and be like, you got to hear about the governor. He doesn't believe in science. And old boss Hoss is running stuff now. And like, you'd be like, OK. And they're like, take off that mask. That'll get you in trouble. Like it was just like this old school warning of like what the town was going to be like on your way in. And then you'd have to feel it out as like a brave new world. You were like in Federalist America. Yeah, I mean, we we taped the special in Tempe, Arizona, and mm. uh, I don't know if if anybody here went to Arizona during uh, COVID, but COVID never happened there. It just it's like was. <laughs> it, <laughs> I mean, I was staying in this this like entertainment district in Tempe, and mm. I remember driving back to the hotel with one of the other comics, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, just bars were spilling over with people. And That's the thing. It just felt like every town was its own country in Europe. You're like, I guess I guess Tempe's Amsterdam now. Like, I guess that's what's going on. Yeah, there were and, men cons like open carrying guns like the gun would help them instead <laughs> of a mask. <laughs> well, listen, I want I want everyone to go watch a special because Pete is so hilarious, so funny. And it's out. It's there. It's waiting for you. And it, this is when I tell you, like, Pete is one of the best comics you see out there every night, crushing it so funny. This is, I can guarantee you a great night on the couch. So make a plan, make a date. It's on Showtime On Demand. It's streaming. Just if you have Showtime, it's on there right now. And it's called Tall, Dark, and Pleasant. We want everyone to go watch it, okay? So go, go, go. And also, Pete Lee's going to be all over my Instagram, at Pete Lee, Pete Lee, Pete Lee. It's Pete Lee three times on Instagram. I'll be putting it out there, and we'll have, you know, I'll have all the information out there. But we're pumped to have you in the lounge, Pete. 
Dude, I'm so excited. The luxury. Oh, that, oh. <laughs> that's luxury. right. So I'm going to do my complaint first. Is that okay with everybody? Yes, absolutely. A, I have a short one. Hit the music, Shelby. Jared, he has some problems. Jared, he's got some issues to do. Get off his chest right now. Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? That's right. Um, I got some issues. Here's here's my problem this week. And Pete, I, I think you could speak to this. Shelby, you could pop in. I would, I'd love to hear your guys' opinion. I keep hearing people going on Instagram and putting up a video where they're going live. And the first thing they say when they go live is, wanted to hop on here real quick. And it's like, <laughs> we know you're not hopping. The When you say, I wanted to hop on here real quick, that insinuates that you just pop into Instagram once every week engrace us with your presence no 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 you're not the, the the owner of instagram checking in on all the peasants who are here you're on it all day long just like i'm on it all day long it's in your rotation you're opening snapchat you're opening instagram you're opening tiktok you're opening twitter and you're doing that process over and over again to say i just wanted to pop on here real quick as if all of us are just waiting for you to pop on as if you don't have anything to do with this app unless it is to bring us the great message from on high of the mountaintop is insanity. So you're not hopping on your real quick. You're speaking up from the crowds and masses that you've been a part of from day one. Yes, you That's, you literally did your hair to do this. Like, yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't like oh. you just went whoa and then you did it. It wasn't it wasn't like you answered a phone call. Like, no. like it wasn't an incoming call from Instagram. Oh, uh, I, I, a lot this. of you, the, the phone lines are off the hook. Oh, they're they're ringing like crazy. So I just wanted to come on here real quick and address some things. It's the new version of a lot of you have been asking. See, uh. the influencers, <laughs> the influencers are always 10 minutes behind douchiness. So they don't realize it's douchey until it's too late. So now everyone makes fun of a lot of you have been asking. So now you never see a lot of you have been asking. So they had to thought, change. I their thought about a makeup thing. I was like, who? Who's been asking? Yeah. It's, I, there's nothing crazy about this. One person wrote to you, hey, I like your makeup. A lot of you have been asking about my makeup routine. No, 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 no. One person <laughs> said they kind of enjoyed it because there was a box at the bottom that let you write to them directly. That's the only reason they, they didn't. <laughs> didn't like you know didn't like you know trek their way through masses of people like no 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 wait i gotta tell you i gotta figure out what you put on your face no so they have figured out the influencers are 10 minutes behind so they figured out a lot of you have been asking is over they now they've heard the joke and the, so now they've moved on to a new marketing campaign a new you know a new speak where they go just wanted to hop on here real quick as if as if we're at the office and everyone's been wondering what management thinks 
or what management has to say. That's what they sound like. Eh, I just want to come down here, talk to you guys out down in the, you know, down in the luggage room, and make sure you knew what the company has been thinking about lately. Like, no, 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 no. I don't give a fuck. How about just go into your stupid, you know, you know, rant about whatever it is. Yeah, like, uh, do you remember on Ellen when she would just pop by Clint Eastwood's office and she'd be like, ah, you know, he's next door to us. Like, we're just popping by and we're going to yeah. surprise him. And then Clint Eastwood was in full makeup, you know, because he, he's like, <laughs> he's just he's a walking, uh, grizzled, tough skeleton at this point. Sure. <laughs> and uh, and like it, he knew he knew that nobody's popping by on a national TV show. That's a, no. actually against the law. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We have cameras. You know, nobody has to sign anything. No, no, no. We got to sign. Give me, anything, no. you, you know, let me sign a release. We got to sign. You know what I don't like about the the Instagram lives or the TikTok lives or the whatever is uh, like I'll just I get notifications on my phone, and so I'll just be doing stuff. Like I'll I'll be answering an email. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll be uh, like going from the email to putting it into my iCal, and there's a lot of stuff on the screen from the top to the bottom where I need the whole screen to work, and mm. then it will be like. Uh, uh, Jenny Sampson's going live on Instagram and it'll pop down right as I was just about to hit yes. done on my calendar thing. Now, all of a sudden, I'm in Jenny Sampson's live. Yeah, you're at her show. You're at her recital. I'm at her thing. And then she sees like, Pete Lee is joining. She's like, oh, Pete's here. And then I'm overly polite. <laughs> it's my affliction in life. And I'm like, Jenny Sampson. Oh, my, Good like, to see you. And so I'm I'm like the one that encourages that because I'm enthusiastic right away. And I'm like, you just popped on like, oh, my God, yeah, I love yeah. you just popped on. And in my head, I'm like, when can I leave? I just need to finish this calendar appointment. I, I if it. I hit I do that same exact thing. If I hit it twice in, within a memorable am amount of time, I have I'm I'm unfollowing. I'm out. Like I, you have taken up my screen too much. There's someone. There's a comic I know who goes live like 17 times a day, and I was like, I know them as now the live person, and I haven't unfollowed. But the other day, I heard someone say to them, "Ah, going live soon." They were giving them shit, <laughs> and he goes. Is he a seller guy that we all know? Yeah, uh, and he and his hair. first reaction, he goes, "I don't know what you're talking about," and it's like, no, 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 you have to. If someone calls you out, you you are. If publicly someone calls you the live guy, you're the live guy. You have to admit to this. You are on it way too much. You he's always you going live, and I've gone over love, the hump. Yeah, I do, sorry, I do love that guy. Um, but like, have you noticed that like I have friends that they're like, yeah, I went live today and I'm, I'm like, you're my good friend. I would have loved to have joined in on that. Maybe I would have loved to have stitched together and go live with you. Sure. It doesn't announce that Instagram is like, you know what? I'm going to send you a notification right now because your 217th best friend is going live <laughs> and Instagram knows everything about who I look at, who I interact with, like they, the clothes you want to buy. Yes, they're listening to my conversations all day and they know that I don't give a shit about Jenny Sampson. <laughs> and then they, they're like, do you want to know about Jenny Sampson? And I'm like, Gee, like, I can't. Like, I just wanted to hit done on my calendar invite. Like, that's all I wanted to do. All I wanted. And to now do. I'm here. Pete, yeah. do you have a complaint today? Um, yeah. Uh, hit I the music. Hold on. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. 
Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. Let's hear that complaint. Okay, my complaint, I feel like I should be still riffing along with the two. My complaint <laughs> is, uh, uh, which by the way, I love your intros to these. You're such a crooner. Uh, That's right. I used to open for Michael Bublé, uh, the jazz crooner, and he, by the way, he's such a great guy. Uh, really? I love that guy. Yeah, My parents are huge Bublé fans. Bublé is the best. He always has a stand-up comedian open for him, and he I loves stand-up comedy, and he's the coolest dude in the world, and uh, I haven't seen him since we, you know, we were out on tour a long time ago. But I can't wait to run into him again uh, and just like thank him for all the stuff he did to me. You know, did to me. He did a lot to me. No, um, did for me. I'm sorry. I, that sounded like the best me too ever. Like all the things he did to me on tour. Um, so, uh, all right, that already felt like a luxury uh, brag. But um, so the my complaint today is that I was basically given a Tesla. Uh, two weeks now, ago. Explain how are you given a Tesla? Okay, so I live in the Pacific Palisades, and okay. the Pacific the Pacific Palisades is literally one of the most luxury places. Like the Pacific Palisades, it's so luxury that when people go, "Oh, I'm from Malibu," we go, mm. "Oh, okay, ew. yeah, uh, ew, you're from Malibu, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Malibu." Uh, but we, it, I got lucky enough to get a house here in COVID for a really great deal. Like I got like a COVID deal on a house here, and right. I live right on the ocean. Like my I, my front windows open up, and they become my living room becomes uh, like a like an outdoor deck if I want it to be. I love it. It's luxury. It is absolute luxury. And so my neighbors are like bona fide rich people. And they think that I'm rich because I'm in entertainment, um, but I've, I've really just sort of saved enough money, you know, to like float through the pandemic and hopefully mm -hmm. beyond now that things are picking up. So one of my neighbors, he calls me up and he's like, dude, I got a situation. Um, and my neighbor, he owns hotels and restaurants. He's uh, and uh, he's like one of the coolest. He's going to be like a lifetime, lifelong best friend. And I guarantee you the next time you're in L.A., and you come to my neighborhood, you're going to be like, dude, I got to be friends with that guy. Like he's sure he one of those people. Yeah. He like imagine if the Dos Equis most interesting man in the world was 30 and you just wanted to hang out with him every day. Like that's this yes. guy. So he calls me up and he's like, hey, I um, I'm in Alaska. I just I, I flew up for the day to go fishing. And um, he's like, have you ever ordered Postmates? And then like you leave the house and then your girlfriend's still there. And then the Postmates comes and she just texts you like, you idiot, did you order Postmates? And you're like, ah, I did. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm like, did you order Postmates? Do you, do you need me to go get it? And he goes, no, I ordered a Tesla Plaid. And um, it's like the fastest car. It's the best car that's ever been made. It's faster than every Lamborghini ever. Okay. And, um, and he's like, yeah. So I ordered a Tesla Plaid. I kind of didn't tell my fiance uh, and uh, or maybe I told her. I don't know. Anyway, the Tesla's there. It just showed up right now. And she's like, we didn't order a Tesla. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I need you to go over there, number one, and like tell her like because I've been trying to tell her, tell her we did order a Tesla and like accept the Tesla. 
Um, but he's like, now I got a problem because he goes, we have two parking spots per our HOA. And he's like, yeah. and I know he goes, I know that you have an open parking spot. So he's like, uh, he's like, do you want my extra Tesla? He's like, so what? I have my old Tesla. And he's like, do you want the the old one? Because he's like, I don't have anywhere to park it. And I was like, is this how rich people talk to each other? Oh, my like, God. Like, is this just like a rich person? Like, do you? Once you're around wealth, do they just is this just what happens? I, I mean, this is where the luxury lounge for me would come in. I'd be like, yeah, but I got to get rid of my other car. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, I got that's a whole day. I got to switch the insurance over. Yeah. But I guess I'll take your Tesla. It's yeah. And I mean, it was it was one of those things. where, And then he goes, uh, he's like, well, I can't just give it to you. He's like, he's like, because, you know, that's it's kind of like bad form. And then also like we've been in relationships where like, imagine just telling your spouse, like, ah, I just gave him the Tesla. Like, yeah. Um, yeah so, they, so he's like, he's like rolling around a price. And then um, he he's like, all right, well, so I, I paid $127,000 for this. He's like, how about 30? And I was like, I ran to their house with my checkbook and I was like, $30,000 uh, <laughs> description line, uh, Tesla. And then yeah. I was like, like like they, I haven't written a check in like five years and I was just like here's a check and then my business managers called me and they're like hey uh so we just got a check de uh, deposited uh for a Tesla um yeah what uh what is this and they were, they were like so you do know that you have thirty one thousand dollars left after the pandemic and now you have one thousand dollars <laughs> and I was like no I have one thousand dollars and a Tesla and That's a what Tesla I have. That's what I have. So they, I gave them the VIN number, and uh, so they, like, I was in trouble with my business manager. They were, they were like, "Dude, you can't do this." And then I gave them the VIN number of the car, and they realized that it's worth eighty nine thousand dollars. So they're like, "Dude, you just made, you just made fifty nine thousand dollars." <laughs> the best investment you've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, "It's a great investment." And so now I have a Tesla. Um, and my neighbor is, you know, I mean, he's he's going to be a lifelong friend. I I have this Tesla. My complaint about it sure. uh is other than just like all the women that have been flocking to me of course. Uh, because of this cool car i mean it really this thing looks like the batmobile it's the coolest mm -hmm. car that i've ever had in my life um i'm newly single we haven't even covered that but uh i i did have a fiat 500 a little red fiat 500 that mm -hmm. looked like a girl's sweet 16 present and now i get to be single and drive the batmobile like it is it is a huge difference. I mean, huge difference. But what's the complaint? The women? The com too many women? Too, well, no. <laughs> oh. the, compl the complaint is that the thing that nobody tells you about when it comes to Teslas is you got to charge the thing. You got to charge yes. it. You got to figure out how to, especially when you first get it, you don't have a charger at home. So yes. um, I have a few other neighbors that have Teslas uh, that I literally would just like, I would text them and be like, yo, I uh, saw you weren't home. Gonna throw my car on your yeah. charger for a little bit. It's a slow charge, and mm -hmm. so uh, and then I'm trying to like I'm literally like like uh, okay I got two hours to you know that I can put together fifty more miles here, and then uh, I'm gonna drive to a supercharger, and I gotta yeah. get I gotta get supercharged, and then um, I've been going on the road the last two weekends to Irvine and then to La Jolla from here. So like I drive down there and because I I haven't started with a full charge ever, mm. I'm just running behind. So this morning when um, 
I have this electrician named Dane uh, who's coming over. It's Dane Cook. He's coming over tomorrow, so he had to do a pre-inspection because I'm getting. I'm finally getting my Tesla. Wall well, connector. this is the this is the equivalent of having an iPhone without a charger. Like this is the same type of problem where you're just like now your whole life is about finding places to fit in a charge. You you're a drug addict that needs to get their fill. This yes. this is a huge issue and this is the problem with being given a Tesla. You have to take it. <laughs> it's not like you could get your life ahead of the Tesla. Mm -hmm. You are behind. You're given the Tesla, then you have to rearrange your life into a Tesla lifestyle. You yes. weren't ready for this. You needed like two weeks to get ready for the baby to be, you know, it, it's like being a baby being dropped at your at your doorstep. You Now I gotta paint the room blue. I gotta get the, cri the crib. Oh my God, there's formula. You gotta get diapers. Like this is where the position that you're in. You're you're so right. It may it and I like what you said about the cell phone charge. Um, yeah, I'm literally that hot girl at the bar that is just so like <laughs> like ha, you're you look at her and you go you have everything and then she's the one that's like my phone's about to die. Can I plug it in behind the bar? And the bartender's like, I'm also a woman and I don't give a shit about your dumb phone <laughs> and. So she can't get a charge and she needs a lift because uh, she needs to get home. And that's literally what the situation that I'm in right now. And so it, it is it's the the best problem to have. But it it's sucks. a millionaire. It's a millionaire issue, but relatable to anyone that has a phone. And that's everyone. Everyone can relate to needing a charge. And mm -hmm. you know what? It's more relatable. I once lost the charger to my Apple iWatch. And the watch has a different type of charger than the one that goes in my phone. So now I got to wait for the new one to come in. I got to, you know, I got to kind of lay off my watch for a while. I got to make sure, you know, it's, it's lifestyle based. These are the issues. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Quip's brand new mouthwash. I love mouthwash. It gives you that extra clean feeling. If you don't rinse with your with mouthwash after you brush, you're not getting a complete clean. Mouthwash is key because it gets between your teeth to kill bad breath germs. Quip, the makers of the electronic toothbrush that I've been telling you about uh, for years, just launched the perfect mouthwash to complete your routine. I love the mouthwash. I have it. It looks sharp on the counter. I think that's a big part of what Quip does. They take something that was clunky, that big, you know, plastic bottle that just was hanging out there. No, they made it slick. They made it clean. It's going to be one of those things that goes that people walk in your bathroom and go, oh, this person has it together. And, you know, you're, you're helping the environment because what they do is they have this little solution. You press a button on the top and the solution kind of pops up. You pour it into a little tiny cup and then you mix it with water on your own. So you can kind of make your own little concoction of like how strong you want the mouthwash to be. And it fits any bathroom, big or small, five colors, two high-end finishes to choose from. You're guaranteed to find a dispenser that matches your style. Sitting on your counter, it's a beautiful reminder to rinse every day. It, it really is a good reminder. If you it, When it's usable and looks good you want to use it plus it comes with a built-in dosage cup so you always get the perfect amount i told you about that dosage you get to little you know you get to be the chef a little bit there four times concentrate has fluoride xylitol and cpc but they left out the artificial colors and stinging alcohol you'll find in a lot of other rinses and it's good for the planet e 
each, each eco-friendly refill replaces a big bulky bottle from one of those other brands. Pair Quip's mouthwash with their electric toothbrush for kids and adults and their refillable flossers and you'll be surprised at how easy and fun it can be to keep your whole mouth healthy. Quip also delivers fresh brush heads, floss, mouthwash, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free so you can save money and skip the hustle and bustle of in-store shopping. And if you go to getquip.com slash jtrain5 right now, you can get $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. That's $5 off a mouthwash starter kit, which includes a refillable dispenser and a 90-dose supply of Quip's four times concentrated formula at getquip.com slash jtrain5. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash jtrain5. Quip, the good habits company. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Noom. When you're trying to lose weight, everything is about what you can't eat. You obsess about the pasta you shouldn't have. That's so stressful. You're hating yourself out of the gate. Getting healthy is a positive thing. It should be about learning to feed and nourish your body, not deprive it. Enter, not deprive it. Did I say that right? Okay. Listen, I love what Noom is doing because it's about connecting your mind with your body. That's been a big help with me in my fitness journey is, am I hungry? Is this thirst? Is this hunger? What am I putting in my body? And just just the calorie tracker alone with Noom is worth downloading the whole app because you can put that down. You go, oh, these are the numbers. We have an idea of what, like I, I looked at a Gatorade the other day. Gatorade, a 20-ounce Gatorade has 140 140 calories. Did you know that? Like, this is the things to get in touch with, and Noom is about that. It's not about saying, don't have the Gatorade. It's just saying, this is what's in the Gatorade. There's no bad foods in Noom's world. There's no way to mess this up. And if you eat the pasta, that's okay. It's all about balance and making small choices every day that add up. With Noom, it's an easy, it's as easy as checking your phone every day. And you already do that anyway. So start bu- building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial today at Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash J-Train. Listen, Pete, this is a great complaint. We're going to get to the complaints here. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Title it Luxury Lounge. We got to get right to it because we got so many emails and we're halfway through the show. But everyone go follow Pete at Pete Lee, Pete Lee, Pete Lee. Tall, dark, and pleasant. Showtime on demand streaming. Go watch it right now. Make it a night. This is a perfect one to read to you as you're living on the beach right now. Shitty beach bungalow. You ready? Ooh, yeah. J Train and guests. First off, it's a pleasure to be in the luxury lounge. Thank you for creating a safe space. My luxury complaint comes from my move from NYC to LA. Pete, you've done this. I've uh, done backstory. this. Backstory. A couple of years ago, my husband and I left behind our modern NYC apartment for the sunshine of Los Angeles. We ended up in a bigger apartment less than a block from the beach, living the California dream, right? Wrong. Because we have a kick-ass location, our L.A. apartment is much shittier than what we had in NYC. Our place has no A.C., no doorman, and we have a shared washer-dryer with the other units on the floor. The outside is also fairly dated, and I find it to be an eyesore. While I can live without A.C. for most of the year, it's been outrageously hot the past few weeks, and I've been sweating my tits off. Only more annoyed to fight for washing machine with my neighbors. I know the old term is location 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 but can't we get a beach bungalow that's a little bit more built for city slickers what do you think pete lee can you relate 
Yeah, what's the point of what's the point of having a beachfront place when you're sweating your tits off and then you have extra laundry where you have a shared washer and dryer? That yes. that's not good at all. Um I I feel like they're living in Santa Monica or and or Venice, like the okay. the area that they just described um I have a lot of friends that have moved there and they're like, dude, I got the sickest place. And then they're like, it doesn't have air conditioning. It doesn't even have windows that are equipped for <laughs> a window air conditioner because they're like yeah. old style, like Tudor style windows uh, that if you put an air conditioner in there, it would like shatter the thin glass. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, it's a great place to live uh, nine months out of the year. Uh, That's maybe. The thing. And, That's the thing. Yeah, it's. I, here's what I would say. I got duped when I first moved here. Um, and first of all, you're paying way too much. Uh, you could be paying less. And you literally told your realtor, I moved here from New York City and their mm. bells went ding, 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 ding. Uh, they, they went, we can charge them so much money because they don't even know that you can get it for less here. They're so beyond relatable to the actual average monthly cost of a place that they know that they have someone who's willing to pay more even by virtue that even if they're paying less they're paying more yeah i remember i when i was in new york i was paying uh, i paid like two grand a month for a a, a big loft in mm. queens and then i moved to la and i remember uh there was like a homeless encampment right in front of my place and i was like mm. oh it's cute they're camping and uh <laughs> i just was like i was like wait 2100 and i get a dishwasher and i yeah. have central air conditioning in yeah. hollywood like it was Lit it was the biggest rip like all of my neighbors living I in new york breaks you it breaks you and you're basically like this person who is living under a floorboard and you're like wait a minute but i can see the water from my apartment i'll take anything you could give me I'll oh take anything. oh my god no no ac don't worry no washing machine don't worry no i can i can hear the ocean oh my god and someone comes in my apartment and farts three times a day who cares it's just who cares? i see the ocean it's just it's cheaper than my new york city place when you're actually spending more than everyone in the la area yeah and especially when you're in venice like like venice literally used to be a thing where gang members would have a tattoo on their arm that said venice like like venice was a thing like venice was a territory where gangs would fight over it because it was so coveted and then the homeless moved in and the gangs were like we're good like like the gangs were literally like <laughs> we can't driven out like like we were organized crime like like we're not like random stabby meth people and then and then your your realtor your broker of this person was just like oh we see some suckers from new york city you think you're street smart and you think you're smart about everything no no you don't no. know that you could get better and so i empathize with these people that is a luxury problem and what you but need to do is you need to break that lease um, just say you say you got well, they uh, I don't need, know. They need to look in the mirror and say you can do better. They need a confidence build because uh -huh. New York breaks your living space confidence. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Pete Lee at Pete Lee Pete Lee Pete Lee the, the the special is out right now everyone go watch it tall dark and pleasant showtime on demand go 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 golden handcuffs Jared big fan love the pod feather feather I'll get right to it. 
I'm 30 years old and I work a very low stress, high paying job in the insurance industry. I make 100K and have time during the day to take multiple walks, go to the beach, even take a bubble bath. But I can't seem to feel like I'm unfulfilled. I've become certified as a health coach and I've been working as a community health educator, uh, teaching seniors about stress management and sleep in my spare time. Um, I, I'd love to do this full time, but of course I'd be throwing away the high paying, low stress gig for less money and more stress. Yet I can't stop thinking about it. Do you feel the tug of the golden handcuffs when you made the switch to stand up? Thanks so much. Well, I wasn't really making so much when I went to stand up. I was 25 years old. I wasn't really making, wasn't really crushing it. So do you understand the complaint? I, I think this is a great complaint. It's a great complaint. Uh, I have so much money and I'm not challenged at my job. And should I quit this job to go do something more difficult? <laughs> yeah. Should I live a harder life is really like this. This life is too easy for me is really yeah. what they're saying. I would say, uh, God, um, that that is tough because if you're not creatively fulfilled, um, you know, I mean, think about think about all the kids that are rich and they they want for nothing and then they get they get depressed uh, and then mm. like there are there are a lot of suicides within like the wealthy community because sure. people just aren't challenged. So uh, when when you're when our brains are devoid of struggle, we actually suffer. So yes. um, I. I feel for this person. There are a million people that would kill to be I do, in this I, person's shoes. I mean, I walk by those homeless encampments every day and I'm like, you think you got problems? <laughs> I have none. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you think your life is tough. You don't know what it's like to wake up in the morning and have nothing to do. Yeah, no, but I, I, I yeah. agree with you. This is, this is kind of like, you know, when you, you see like, um, like when I, I, I saw this tweet yesterday about these robots that can dance now and the robots are dancing. Shelby, did you see this at all? Boston Dynamics, every like six months, they'll put out a video of their, oh, look it, we got the robots to dance in perfect harmony. And I don't, like someone looks at that and they go, yeah, we did it. And I'm like, I don't understand what fucking planet you live on. I look at those and I go, Oh my God, we are moving towards hell. That means less jobs for humans. That means idle hands as the devil's playground or whatever the fuck that saying is. And we got more idle hands that are going to be doing meth. Like that's what I think of when I see those, those robots perfectly dancing to Umbop. I'm like, oh, this is a bad thing. And everyone else is, look at it. Isn't this fun? It's like, I don't think so. Like, there's yeah. something there's something very major to what you're saying as far as like being unfulfilled. I mean, the the idea that we have time to go on Instagram and watch other people's lives and then get depressed about our lives that are just as good is a real thing. It's a real thing. And the, the fact idle hands. Yeah, you're right. Idle hands will turn to meth, which will turn to screwdrivers and you will stab people. That's <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen if you that don't old have a job. Maya Angelou tweet. Yes, that's the old Maya Angelou quote. Uh, it's my favorite thing. I, I have it tattooed on my rib. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, um, you know, we really do have, we do have it too good now. I mean, think about, think about one of our main problems, and a lot of people can identify with this, is that we go, God, I don't have enough time. I like, I have sure. no time lately. And then you check your iPhone's screen time, and it's like you spent eight and a half hours last week on Instagram. That's and right. So we do have the time. And that's um, right. 
Well, that's that's my message to this person. They, I think, like it's like when someone's like, "Should I go to the college of my dreams and be a hundred grand in debt, or do I get the same education with no debt?" And you go, "Debt will make it so you can't. Debt is crippling. So, you know that will change your whole decision process because it starts with debt. Can I afford it? Then you do it. So to this person, we see people that do, like we see that person that joins stand up comedy late in life, but they have a ton of dough, and You've seen that person many times. And yeah. their problem is that they can never chill out enough to do the job. Like they're always like, like they're just like always too ready to make, they, like when they join stand up, they leave their high paying job for stand up. They go, well, I got to business this up and I got to get it to, I got to get it to max capacity and I got to make the same money I was making before. And they never chill and you can feel that on them. So you never want to hang around them. I would say to this person, Keep the job. You have the time to take walks and take bubble baths. Let's fill that with making the hobby, you know, a part of your day. Give it, a, make it a side hustle type of deal. I think you're right about that. Like, I, I mean, and that's what I did. I I worked in advertising for years before I went full time doing stand up mm. comedy. And like, the the thing is, is do your do your hobby until it starts to pay you. You know, like you know the saying, like do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Like, I think that it should be uh, do what you love while you're doing your paying job until the thing that you love pays you so much money that you're actually losing money by spending time doing your job. Totally agree. That's what I did. I was turning down so many gigs that would have paid me more monthly than my advertising thing. And I went, well, this is when I know that I have to quit. And that's the rule. In In addition to that, you start forming your life around the thing you love and like it should get to the point with your cushy job that your boss is like, Hey, what's going on? You've been kind of late to work. Like you got to put them in a position to be like, what, how do we work with you to make sure you do this job as good as you were doing it before? Like, I remember there was a, per- there was a comic that was like, they were really trying to lose their job and I was, and they were like telling me about it. And I was like, why not just be like, and, and I was like, why would you put that stress on something you love? Like, why not have no stress on it? And it's like everything there is like cake, you know, and mm-hmm. it feels like the and, and you don't make decisions like this person was like going and doing shows at casinos like seven, you know, losing money to do shows at casinos. I was like, why would you do that for the extra hundred bucks when you could just do open mics and not spend any money and you're getting great at the thing you love instead of just doing it? to make sure you can keep doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That, and, and also comedy is one of the only things where you really need to incubate for a long time to become good at it. Mm. Uh, because there's no shortcuts you in, in acting, you can, you can get lucky. You can get a role. Uh, you can be terrible for 14 out of 15 takes. You can be great for one take. And then you can literally win awards and everybody will agree that you're a great actor <laughs> in stand up comedy. If you stink, you stink. Like, yeah. like we've all seen people who have come up too quick and there's always these comics that look sideways, right? Like they're they're like, oh, what's what's that person doing? And mm-hmm, what's that person mm-hmm. doing? And I'm like, you don't have to worry about any of that. You just got to worry about what you're doing because if they stink, they're not going to make it. And you don't have to worry about it. But if they've done the work, they're going to make it. And so you uh, in comedy, you got to incubate. You, you have to incubate until you're ready. So like, stay in that warm work environment until you're ready. And I don't know that this person necessarily wants to jump 
to doing comedy, maybe you want to jump to giving facial. Listen, a health coach, like, and health you know, coach, no, yeah. nobody wants to like have a health coach. It's like, are you gonna, are you in for next week? Are you, are you good for next week? Are you good for two weeks? It's like nobody wants a desperate health coach. It's unhealthy. <laughs> J Train yeah. Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Pete Lee at Pete Lee. Pete Lee. Pete Lee. Go go go. The Showtime Special. Tall, dark, and pleasant. It's out right now. Hey, Luxury Lounge pals. I recently purchased my first pair of Jimmy Choo heels. They're the most beautiful shoes I've ever seen. It's made of suede with crystal and pearl accents and one of the more expensive more expensive pairs from the collection. Gotta go all out. With designer items, there usually is a dust bag that comes with them. For those unfamiliar with the dust bag, it's just a bag that protects your items if you're storing it. And my heels came with one silk dust Bag, dust bag. Last week, my friends and I pitched in for a gift for our, one of our friends. We bought her a pair of Gucci slides. Obviously, these slides were a lot less expensive than my heels. They're literally made of rubber. When my friend opened the gift, to my dismay, I noticed that there were, were not one, but two dust bags. One for each rubber slide. I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't my very expensive heels come with that? Wouldn't it make more sense that I received two dust bags so my heels aren't grinding on each other and getting damaged in one bag now i have to store my heels in mismatched dust bags like a peasant anyways i'm seeing things more clearly now and realize that jc needs to step up their dust bag game i love this segment keep up the fantastic work so what do you think this is a real issue this is a real issue and um so i have a pair of ferragamo shoes uh, mm. that i wore on the tonight show and they came love with, some goms love some goms and they came with their each their own individual dust bags Yes. And um, I would say that she needs to reach out to somebody at Jimmy Choo, uh, either reach out to one of the stores, uh, reach out to corporate and go, hey, I want another dust bag. I think she needs to have them write this wrong. The biggest issue is knowing you got screwed. Yes. You feel like a loser. You see those Gucci gross rubber slides that are beneath your Jimmy Choo shoes and you see that that gets two dust bags and you're sitting in one dust bag lane, it feel now you're thinking of the person at Jimmy Choo's corporate office is going, yeah, they don't need to. They'll never know. Well, now you know. Now the big secret's been revealed and we can all see that Jimmy Choo's screwing you and Gucci is letting everyone live the high life no matter what shoes they get from them. And no that's matter the what real... It's an emotional thing. It's really that these, you know, these corporate honchos are taking advantage of their customers. You feel yes. taken advantage of. I would definitely send an email. I receive my, you, I would do it. This must be a mistake. Don't even, this is the problem people have with complaining. You have to, you have to complain as if this must have been a mistake. You have to assume that someone must have left one of my silver dust bags out of the package. And I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I just wanted to let you know that I'm missing one. And then they can write back to you and go, oh my, well, we only give one. You only give one. Like now you have to su act so surprised that Jimmy gets a little embarrassed that they didn't include two. Oh, you only give one? Well, I got some Gucci slides and they give two, so I would just assume a company like yours with 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 the uh, reputation and the amount of money that goes into making these shoes would have two dust bags. But I guess I'm wrong. Yeah. Now they're and in a position where they go, no, 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 no. You're right. We'll send you we'll send you seven dust bags. 
You're right. Shame, shame them. Uh, yes. Shame them through assumption. Be like, be like, you know what? If you're a little more James Chew, like your yeah. father, <laughs> and less Jimmy, because Jimmy only gives one bag, but James, James would actually give you four total bags so that you could have individual bags in your travel suitcase and have some for home. That's what James Chu would do. Yeah, yeah, but you know, not everyone's your dad. You know, okay. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Pete Lee at Pete Lee, Pete Lee, Pete Lee. Let's go to this one. Okay. This one's a good one. J Train, love the podcast. I've really appreciated the expansion of the luxury lounge to your repertoire. Here's my luxury complaint. Back in March of 2020, my husband and I purchased our dream home, a new construction five-bedroom, three-bedroom home on Long Island. The house is gorgeous, on a cul-de-sac, with all the finishes we ever wanted. Here's my problem. Though the house was finished, our backyard was not. Right after we moved in, the builders of our home cleared the yard of trees so that we could turn it into a usable space. We decided quickly with living in the house during the pandemic that we wanted to build a backyard oasis with a stone patio, a hot tub, a stone fire pit. We completed the masonry work last summer, 2020, and planned to put in the pool for the summer of 2021. We diligently completed our permit applications in October, and we were ready to build the pool this past March. Well, we started construction in March 2021 and the town shows up. Apparently, we didn't have a permit on file with them. The town official told us we would be just fine. Uh, we would be fine just fi to file the for the permit. Told us we would be fine just to file for the permit. Our builder was perplexed, but went to the file of the permit again. Two months later, they started construction again, and within an hour of construction, the town shows up again. Says still no permit was issued, and were summoned to build building court. Frustrated, we babysat the permit process and finally ensured our application was received. Well, the day before building court, our application was denied. Apparently, based on the location of our house, we cannot have structures within 50 feet of our back fence. So now we have to completely redesign our yard, but more importantly, do not have a pool for the second summer on Long Island. Guess I'll just have to settle for beach by noon. Wow, this is horrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, the house that I'm in, when uh, when the people built it, they actually got sued, and she mm. she was because we live in a very strict HOA, or I, I should say I live in a strict HOA, and um, they originally built this house fortified for a roof deck, and they mm. like so this house could be even more dope by the ocean that it could have yes. a full roof deck, and there are times where and I just a go, Tesla and all the women that come with the Tesla, yeah, yeah this is all this uh, like and uh but they got taken to court and she she actually told me she goes if you plan on making any renovations to this house in this hoa you need to just get a lawyer first to do this and uh and it's wait this is um like this is going to be visual right can i show you something um, yes please i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go to well go ahead uh, while you're doing this i'll explain the real issue here is the person that you dealt with to build the pool. This all should have been sussed out before. It felt like they got breadcrumbed all the way along to the final, final step, and then the town goes, oh, sorry, 50 feet, with a tape measure while they're looking at you, and you go, that's horrible like i at, at this point i have a lawsuit set up with the builder i'm looking at the pool guy going 
you brought me this far. It's part of your job to make sure that I can get the pool. It's not just putting the pool in. It's getting to the place where the pool is allowed to be put in. Shelby, don't you think this is this is an issue with the builder? Yeah, there's like so many specific laws that like, I mean, they, the builder should know about it too. Like, And here's the problem. They look like a liar to the rest of their friends. They moved in. They met the neighbors. The neighbors are going, so what are you doing with your yard? And you're like, well, we're going to put in an oasis. After this year, we need to make sure this place is set up. And then the neighbors goes, oh, really? When do you think the pool will be done? And the neighbors, they come over every day. Is the pool ready? Is the pool done? Is the pool ready? And, oh, 2021, we're going to be breaking ground tomorrow. And then the town comes in and then now you got to look at your neighbors and go, what happened with the pool? And you go, yeah, they said within 50 feet. Now you look like a liar, look like someone who was bragging when you had nothing to brag about. Pete, don't you think? Yeah. I. Uh, by the way, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Okay. So um, first of all, on the luxury lounge, I'm going to open up the front shades of my house. Wow. Look at uh, this. Oh, hey, I can see the ocean. Yeah, you can see the ocean. So, um, uh, actually, like through my house, you can see the ocean right mm. there. That's the there ocean. There it is. I see I've, it. I've seen five whales jump from my living room, or I don't know if I've seen five whales or I've seen one whale five times. That's um, a luxury lounge in itself. Like, you never know if it's a different whale. They should be tagged. They should they, have nameplates. They should have one of those necklaces that tell me what year they're born. Yes, that's what should happen. And so I want to tell a story of one of my neighbors who had mm. trouble with this HOA. So he, um, every single time that he would park his car out in front of his house, there was this neighbor that would take a measuring tape and ma measure to see if he was one inch over. And if he was, they would fine him $50. And, um, and this neighbor is, uh, he's kind of wealthy. Um, he literally like, he has like 20 different cars. Like he'll park a Bentley, uh, like a different Aston Martin in front of my house. So this uh, is the neighbor with the tape measure or the neighbor with that's parking. This is the neighbor that's being tape measured. He's been like okay. nickeled. And I will say um, he's, he's a man who's Iranian. And I do think that the grievances of the tape measure neighbor uh, could be racial. I got um, I you. Think, I think I think this guy's being discriminated against. And um, I so I'm on the side of this neighbor. And the reason mm. why I came into the living room is because what I'm going to show you what his the the good neighbor that I like that's being discriminated against. He I have to show you his his revenge to, on them. OK, so, um, so he started he had to replace his uh, his deck. His deck was falling apart. The problem with messing with a person who has a Bentley is that they have the money to mess with you back in a very creative way that could take up their whole day and they don't give a shit. They do not. This guy, this guy is one. He's like becoming a very good friend and I love this guy so much. Mm. So uh, they kept finding him. He, he, they were like, he, he was repairing his own deck that his, he just wanted his daughter to be able to go out on safely mm. and they were finding him for it. And they were like, you can, and they, at one point they came and they, they told the whole construction crew, we're going to call INS on you, um, which oh none God. of them were, were illegal. But at the time we were still in the Trump era where people like just weird stuff was happening. And um, so these workers were like, we're out of here. We don't want to even take the chance. Right. Mm. So anyway, uh, so this guy, all this stuff with the deck had been stalled. He's getting fined for his car. So he realizes that in the governing documents of our HOA, 
that you can paint your house whatever color you want. Okay. And so I wake up one morning and I see that he's primed the house white. And I was like, oh, he, he painted his house white. That's, sure. th that's great. Then the next morning I wake up and I see a guy with one of those spray guns on a ladder. And he goes, he goes, and I see what color it's going to be. And I buckled over la crying, laughing, because I knew exactly what was about to happen. And I'm going to turn and I'm going to do a reveal. And okay. this is what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. He, he painted it. He painted it the colors of the Knicks uniform, except the only orange. It looks like a, a pumpkin. Doesn't that yeah, look literally, better, though? I, I think it looks cool. It's not bad. It, it kinda, it's honestly like it kind of matches the house next door. Um, sure. It's a look. It, I mean, it, it is as orange as it gets with a blue lining. It does look like the Knicks uniforms that are kind of ugly. But, it, uh, you know, honestly, we um, my neighbor, Daryl, he messaged uh, or he tweeted, uh, hey, dear New York Mets, um, this is what happens <laughs> when somebody discriminates against you racially. And then um, the New York Mets retweeted it with a caption uh, that said, uh, we are we are all for racial justice. Go Mets. <laughs> <laughs> it became it became a, a flag to wave. This is unbelievable. I mean, yeah, that this, house. I mean, you are a in a beach community. The, the, so this is. I guess like, you know, I would assume in a beach community, everyone's tensions are high because everyone has this dream beach scenario. Yeah. And I guess this person who's using the tape measure, they're awful. Like, don't get me wrong. They're a horrible yeah. person. But it is like they definitely feel that they're like their dream has been in, in, infringed upon. Infringed upon. And then I just I just love that. I mean, this was literally a peaceful protest. He could have gone and gotten <laughs> into a fist fight or something like that. Sure. But he. He just he did this. I don't even know how long he's going to do it for, but I support him and I think it's hilarious. And we I joke around with him about it, like because here's the thing: like as comics, um, people think that like um, I, I don't know how to say it. Like w as comics, like we'll make jokes with love, right? Mm, like yeah, and, we're not um, looking to like hurt anybody. Yeah, so I'm like I joke around with him about it, but he knows that I support him, so he likes the jokes. I'll like he'll. I saw him the other night, and he goes, he's like, "What a beautiful sunset tonight!" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't." It was like one of those like vanilla sky, like beautiful sunsets, and I was like, sure. "I don't know if the sky is that color because of the Earth's atmosphere or if it's re just reflecting off of your house." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the luxury. Um, I so love I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna go back in and I'll, I'll get plugged into my regular mic now. But I listen. I, I had to show you that, and because that's a visual, uh, that's that's basically like a like a, a visual representation of the struggle of dealing with an HOA or a town. Um, mm. You just want to live where you live, and you want to you you have your you've you've carved out your own little of of life and you just want to live it. You know? Yeah. That, that I've dealt with HOA stuff before and it's always awful because you never see it coming. You never see that one rule that they had put in. Cause one neighbor complained that one time and got a little litigious and that's how, it, and, and you never thought that you, when you buy a place, you don't think you bought a, 
a governing body. But a lot mm-hmm. of times you do and you forget about it and it gets really annoying because you're like, I paid for this. What are we talking about? I didn't pay to be governed. I paid to have the trash taken out and to live comfortably because you add amenities, not because you added rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you. It's it's almost like you don't marry a woman; you marry her family. Like you, mm. I feel like before you buy a house, you should walk around the neighborhood and interview the neighbors and like like have them do like a DSM five psych eval to see how psycho <laughs> they are. Literally, be like, "Can I have the name of your lawyer? Call their yeah. lawyer and go." Uh, how many times has this person been are, in a lawsuit? Are you on retainer? Okay, good. Good to know. <laughs> good. Good to know. Pete- All right, I'm not going to be able to have shrubs. <laughs> Pete Lee, thank you for coming on. This is fantastic. Everyone go follow Pete at Pete Lee, Pete Lee, Pete Lee. The special, you got to go watch it. It is out right now. Tall, dark, and pleasant. Showtime on demand. It's streaming. Pete, thank you so much, man. Dude, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate that. And if anybody wants to see me live in the next two weeks, I'm going to be at the Hollywood Improv every single show this weekend. They gave that to me because Tall, Dark, and Pleasant is bringing people out. Also, I'm at the Seattle Hard Rock uh, uh, the last week in July, Seattle Hard Rock Cafe, and then I'm at the San Jose Improv in August. Uh, We got Seattle and San Jose people. I get messages from there all the time. So go to Pete Lee's website. It'll be all over my Instagram. Go, go, go. Shelby, thank you for coming on on the ones and twos. Thank you. At Classic Shelb on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Thursday in the Luxury Lounge. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Title them Luxury Lounge. We'll be back next week. Boom.